You're listening to Tiny Home Tours, a podcast that celebrates all things tiny living. We're your hosts, Allison, Chris, and Loren. Join us as we sit down with nomads and tiny home dwellers to discover why they went tiny, the lessons they've learned, and inspire you to take the leap. This episode is brought to you by the Tiny Home Tours newsletter. Would you enjoy a weekly newsletter that shares all things tiny? Every Friday, we share sneak peeks of full upcoming tour videos, blog posts, and new podcast episodes. Join with the link below or by visiting tinyhometours.com. Hi guys, this is Allie from Tiny Home Tours. I am at Satya Creative, and today I am sitting down with the lovely... Hillary of Green Van Gogh. Green Van Gogh, awesome. Thanks so much for sitting down with us today. My absolute pleasure. Yeah, your tour just went live, what, like a week or two ago, so this is perfect timing to follow up with a podcast. Yeah, I'm super excited. Cool. So first, how long have you been on the road, and what made you want to get into van life, and what was, how long was your planning process? Yeah, so I got, I've been on the road since uh, May of 2020, so that's about what, like eight, nine months. Um, like within two of two of those months, I have posted back up in Utah and taken a little break from the road, which has been great to just recharge. Um, before that, I spent about five and a half months back at my parents' house in New Hampshire, and I was building out the van with my dad. Uh, he actually retired just a month into me, you know, taking on this project, which I feel so grateful for because I had his undivided help. And, you know, like, I think it was the perfect retirement project. Totally. Yeah. He calls it a labor of love, but, uh, uh, (laughs) like you needed something to do. (laughs) I know. exactly. It's like, you're welcome, dad. Okay. (laughs) Um, but yeah, what, what prompted this was, you know, as I mentioned in my, my tour video, I've been wanting to do this for uh, a couple of years now. You know, I just turned 30. I was six or seven years into a corporate marketing career and it, it was great. I learned so much. I've built out a career that I can, like, I was just going crazy. I needed change. I've always loved exploring, traveling. Um, and so like two years ago, I did some deep research and got really into it. And then I kind of talked myself out of it. Um, and then, you know, two years later, my body starts giving me anxiety attacks and it's like, hurry, like you had a plan. Now you're just like lottie dotting around. And, uh, I listened to my body. And so when I finally got the van, there wasn't a whole lot of research I did. Um, but it, it panned out very well. That's so cool. I just recently was having like one of those moments, you know, you have those moments where you like self-doubt and you doubt everything that you've ever done in life. And I was like, what was I thinking starting this business? Like, I don't even know. Like if I actually would have thought this through, I would not have done that. And my friend was like, thank God you didn't think it through. Like, it's so interesting the way sometimes we talk ourselves out of things when we just need to trust ourselves and trust our bodies. Like you said, (laughs) It's so true. And um, it, it, it is true that sometimes really not thinking about it is better. Yes. And what helped me make the leap was realizing all the times throughout life that I had second guessed myself or, you know, suffered from imposter syndrome or just doubted myself. It never panned out the way I thought it was going to like worst case scenario. It was always amazing. Yeah. And if anything, I only like made myself more stressed by stressing about it. And I was like, okay, Hillary, like just, just do this, you know? Um, so you did leap, but 
I realized in your podcast video, you did this or in your, in your tour video, you did this really nuanced thing that I feel like is really important to talk about. Actually, the people that I did a podcast with last week, Chad and Paul talked about the same thing. So guys, if you're wanting to know about how this is done or different ways it can be done, listen to that podcast as well, Chad and Paul. But you did it as well, Hillary, where you did leap because this does take a leap, but you also created a net for yourself and you kind of planned in advance so that you knew that this could be sustainable. And I'd love for you to walk us through that process and how you did that for yourself. And if you can think of any ways someone else could do this for themselves, maybe in a different like line of work or whatever, because I know that that's definitely what's holding people back is just knowing how to make it last. Yes, I totally agree. Um, as my, my dad has told me, I'm a calculated risk taker. So I will take risks, uh, you know, if I've made sure that the odds are in my favor. Um, but like you're saying, having the, the freelance work lined up, um, let me think about this. Uh, quitting my corporate job was a big deal to me because I've never really like quit a job. I don't know. They've either, it's just, so it didn't occur to me at the time to ask if I could set up a, a freelance or part-time remote set up with them actually. So I had given them my two weeks notice. And then a few days later was like, you know, it's worth asking my managers and seeing what, you know, we had a good relationship and, and that's a huge thing is not burning bridges, having good relationships with your coworkers and with your managers that goes so far. So that's You're saying don't give them the both fingers when you quit and run out of there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't <right>. do that. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if you have, you know, terrible managers or coworkers or whatever, and you're planning on never seeing them again, but really like a lot of my freelance stuff has come from previous, uh, you know, work relationships. And so it's, it's been great. But anyway, um, so I went back to my managers saying, Hey, I'm open to some remote work if you guys are, and it took them a month or two, but they did come up with a, a contract. Um, so and at that point, I had just moved back home to start building out the van. So I was like, okay, cool. I can find a rhythm while I'm building out the van with this work. And then by the time I'm on the road, hopefully I'll have a good idea of my work schedule um, and, you know, kind of plan my adventuring around my, my work schedule. Um, and otherwise, then I, I found another job that I just hopped on LinkedIn and I had some experience in the startup world and the startup world's always changing. You know, everyone's like, it, it's exciting. Um, and there's always like random needs people have. So I just messaged some people that were in the startup world saying, Hey guys, you know, I left corporate world. I'm doing freelance marketing. We had fun working together. Do you have any freelance needs now? And, um, they did. So that turned into, you know, like a 10 hour a week setup and, I also uh, took that one on while I was still building out the van. So yeah, basically it just worked out really well. Um, I had first made this post on LinkedIn saying, Hey everyone, you know, I'm going to go live in a van and you know, if you have freelance needs and people would like it and comment, but there was nothing coming from it. Yeah. So I was like, Hillary, you need to be more aggressive about this. So I started actually messaging people who I thought, may need my help or, you know, work and stuff. So, which was a little uncomfortable to me because I'm 
I'm not super like work aggressive or, you know, I don't know how to explain it. Um, but yeah. That's Has that, I mean, it seems like that would seriously build your confidence to put yourself out there in that way when that's not something you would normally do and then get a really good response back. Like, yes, we want to give you money for work. That was extremely confidence boosting. Um, yeah, to know that old employees or employers are like, yes, we, you know, thought your work ethic good enough that we would like to continue working with you. And it's just so funny with confidence and putting yourself out there because the more you do it, the easier it becomes, the less big of a deal, you build it up in your head and then you really start to own it yourself, you know? Um, but yeah. And the worst thing that they could say is no, and that's not terrible either. <laughs> they have closed the door, exactly. but that opens a window to pivot elsewhere. Yes, exactly. And also now being a freelancer, I feel like I have more control over the work I'm doing and my schedule. Whereas before in the corporate world, it was a little bit, I felt at the mercy of whatever, you know, my manager was telling me to do, um, which like, yeah, I still am, but I enjoy the dynamic where they give me a specific project. I execute on it. Boom, boom, boom. I know exactly what they want done rather than like, I don't know. <laughs> um, the day-to-day -day eight to five tasks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And with all the marketing experience I have, I've been building out my own website. So um, I enjoy this freelance work because it's very clear cut. I just do it and go. And then I can put my more creative energy towards my own business goals um, and use the marketing skills I have already to you know, try to build out my own website. Yeah. So van life can be very romanticized on Instagram. Um, and especially this like working remotely piece of it. So I would love to know, you kind of like touched on it in your tour, but I'd love to know the reality because you said something about McDonald's parking lots and like, <laughs> so what's the oh, reality? I'm in a parking lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> like what's the reality? And do you, do you regret it at all after now living the reality or are you still feeling really positive? I am still feeling super positive, but there is no question that it is a challenge. Um, so a lot of it just depends on how well set up you are to have mobile Wi-Fi, or you know, um, like some of the ladies I've been camping with recently. I mean, one of them has four SIM cards or four different uh, mobile hotspot setups. I mean, it's amazing, and she works full time and she has a lot of video calls, so she needs that. Um, for me, I get 15 gigs of mobile hotspot data a month uh, through, my, through my cell phone plan. So I just use my cell phone as a mobile hotspot, um, but that will only get me probably halfway through the month. So I do have to plan my schedule around being close to cities that have McDonald's or Planet Fitnesses, because pro tip, those places have the best parking lot free Wi-Fi. Um, and on hot days, you know, my van doesn't have amazing insulation, so it can get real toasty in here when I'm having to do work. Um, and COVID has obviously added a huge challenge because normally I could even like go sit down in the Planet Fitness lobby and work there. Um, or I could go into coffee shops and breweries and use free Wi-Fi there. So 
like entering into van life during COVID, I like to think has made me this like extra hardcore van lifer. Like, you know, I <laughs> sit in parking lots for days. <laughs> um, Imagine when it's not COVID, you're going to be like, this is a breeze. <laughs> there's going to be like breweries that can't get rid of me. I'm just going to like move to other tables. <laughs> like, no. here. <laughs> like, I bought a coffee two days ago in this coffee shop okay I am a paying customer um but on the days that it does work well it's like I feel like I'm in on some secret of the world where that I'm like this is so amazing you know I'll be like working on my laptop looking at a gorgeous sunset in the desert and temperature's perfect just it's just really amazing <laughs> that's such a cool way to put it I feel like I'm in on some like really cool secret I love that <laughs> that's awesome so then no regrets even with the McDonald's parking lots yes correct okay. <laughs> what was your were you always kind of a minimalist or what was your transition like of going from an apartment or whatever you were in to a like what 70 square foot van <laughs> yeah something you know I should know the exact it's small it's an e250 so it's yeah it's pretty small was it Um, hard were you like oh I want to keep that or was it easy and you were just throwing things away yeah so it's actually interesting you asked me that because I've never thought of myself as a minimalist until you're asking me that now and I guess I am actually um I like I just use Like, so I was renting a room in Salt Lake City and I actually still am technically, it's like a discount rate and my my brother lives there. So I was able to keep my stuff in a room there and I, uh, rather than having to sell it all, but all the stuff that's in there is hand-me-down free, like from my aunt and uncle when they got rid of furniture in their house. And then just like my, my friend's (laughs) old bed frame and, um, it was all stuff that I was very comfortable parting with because I knew that I still had a lot of exploring to do. And like subconsciously, I knew that. So I've never been like, oh, I'm going to, you know, interior decorate the crap out of this room or this house or spend loads of money on it. It's like, no, I want my money for experiences, um, food. Honestly, I love food. So, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it didn't, it hasn't been a big, shock moving into a smaller space not as much as I would have thought maybe that's awesome um what is it like being a solo female on the road there are more women getting on the road which is awesome to see but um was there any hesitation there or is there anything that you do to help your like make you feel safer or what is that what is that like yeah I would say let me think about this for a second. I, it gives me more confidence, strangely enough, when I'm by myself, um, out there and I feel like I need to come across as, you know, I have my ish together, um, which I like. And I really haven't felt scared or panicked much at all. I mean, like you said, there are so many more solo female van lifers popping up and I have met more solo female van lifers than anyone. Um, 
So it gives you extra confidence. And then of course I have my, my weapons and my strategic night plans on how to maneuver stuff if something were to go awry. Um, well, for example, the place I was just at actually, I was checking my oil and I'm out in the desert by myself. And I wasn't, you know, I was caught off guard basically. And this legit cowboy comes galloping up to me on his horse. And I like have the hood popped and I'm like thinking, I don't even have time to run into my van to grab my tase gun or my knife, you know? And it's scary in the moment because you're caught off guard and you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting someone to come up. And so I, so like he stops and he was super nice. And he's like, oh, you know, my family owns this land. We just wanted to make sure, you know, that you're good and we're checking permits. And I'm still in like, you know, I'll take you down, man. Yeah, like, who are you? Like, back up, yo. (laughs) So I'm kind of like, (laughs) and you're this tiny little thing, like, back up, yo. (laughs) (laughs) On your horse. Um, Scrappy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But so like the first time I met him, I was very uh, like uh, reserved and stuff. And then I actually came back to that camp spot a few weeks later and ran into him. And he was so nice again. And, you know, I was extra nice this time. And I'm like, hi, what's up? You know, like, thanks for checking in, doing your rounds in the area. Um, But if I had been with someone else, I don't think I would have been as reserved and like cold that first time. Um, Yeah. So So normal girl stuff that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Just yeah, exactly. Was your family concerned or are they concerned? I think they'll always be a little concerned, you know, Um, but I have done, I've lived in Spain for a month. I did a semester in Beijing and I've, you know, moved across the country from New Hampshire to Utah. So like over the years, I feel like they've seen me push these comfort zones and then come out on top or um, so like, my mom even told me this time, she's like, I don't think, I don't feel as nervous as I would have expected, which made me happy actually, because I just think that they have confidence in me. Um, but of course also, like I'll send my mom a Snapchat, she and I Snapchat all the time. And yeah, I'll be like, oh mom, look at this cool view or whatever. And she's like, wow, there sure is no one else out there, Hillary. <laughs> like so okay mom it's better that way yeah it's good <laughs> nature this is where we're supposed to be oh yeah exactly that's uh, wonderful so I love your van build because it's simple so many people think that the only way to make it work is to have this like decked out sprinter that has absolutely everything but you're making it work and working on the road and doing all of these things so um, do you feel like there's anything now that you've lived in it for what, like eight months that there's like, I really wish I had this, or are you feeling really content with your build and how it's going? Overall, I feel content. Um, sure. I think any van lifer, no matter how simple or luxurious your build is, you're going to run into things that inconvenience you. Um, but the biggest things for me is I wish I had done more insulation because again, you know, whatever the temperature is outside is basically the temperature of my van and the sun will just heat it right up. Especially now that I have my cat with me, temperature control is extra nerve wracking to me. Um, But so far, no major issues with that. And then the other thing is my sink does not have a drain. So basically I have like a, you know, a hand pump 
do whatever in my sink and then I have to pull the sink out and dump it, which sounded like it wouldn't be inconvenient when I first built it. And now it's just, especially if I'm in the city, I don't want to be sitting there dumping water out in my van. Um, yeah. Those peek in both directions. Is anyone looking? <laughs> Am I going to get a ticket for this or, you know, and yeah. It's, and then it's like, well, if I can't dump it out right there in the city, I have water sloshing around in my sink while I'm driving and that's extra awful. So, um, but what did you do for insulation? What did I do for insulation? Yeah. What did you use? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's like, so this used to be a shuttle bus. So it was designed to carry people. So the ceiling does have two thick layers of foam, like sandwiched with the the fiberglass. Yeah. Um, So there's that level of insulation. But as far as the walls go, it really is like bare metal. And then, you know, the the plywood along it. And then I'm trying to think. I do have reflectix materials in the windows that I ended up covering. Um, But other than that, it's very pretty bare bones so okay so you've been following the weather then <laughs> yes yes that is necessary yeah okay I wonder what would happen if you like cut back just the top little bit and tried to put some of those like wool bats or something behind from up above and then you could just fix from just fix the top yeah that act, that's a good idea I should I should look into that or they do like the old jeans as well you can there's like wool bats or you they also have an old jean insulation um, really? That I've heard like of. little jeans? Yeah, they're like, it's made out of G- old jeans, I'm pretty sure. But they're, you know, it's like a re- reduce, reuse, recycle type of insulation. That's awesome. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I should, I should look into that. And then maybe you can shove it down from up top so you don't have to redo your walls. Yeah, that would be great because <laughs> this like fabric paneling here, I'm not sure if you can see it, but it's, it's very lightweight. It came with the original shuttle bus, but it's, yeah, it's very easily removable. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder that could be, that could be worth it. Cause I can touch my wall right now and it's very warm, very warm. <laughs> <laughs> but like you're making it work and this was your dream and you made your dream a reality. It's yeah, it's wild. You don't think that you're capable of certain things and then you just put your mind to it and you have it. And I swear the universe listens. Like when the universe can feel your energy pushing towards something, it wants to help you. Like the freelance work, I just feel like that panned out really well. My dad happened to retire like right at that time. Um, There were just, yeah, other things that fell into place. Even this van uh, came from a coworker's, like she had, my coworker quit to go travel across Southeast Asia, teach yoga. I didn't know if she knew anything about van life, but I messaged her one day, messaged her and said like, do you know anything about van life or where to find vans? Even though I'd already done some van research. And she wrote back saying, no, I don't. But strangely, my friend just messaged me asking if she, I knew of anyone interested in buying her van. Wow. So it, it was so, and it was the exact stuff. It had the raised roof. Um, you know, it was $6,000, which is what I wanted. I didn't want to go all in financially. So 
that's the van I ended up getting. Weird. That's amazing. So basically the theme for this podcast is put yourself out there a lot because it sounds like you just started putting yourself out there with, as far as like getting a job, you were reaching out to old employees, employers, and like you just reached out to friends about vans and things just started funneling in. <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like that is, yeah, that is it. You know, people want to help people <laughs> mostly. mostly <laughs> <honestly>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So put yourself out there. Theme of the podcast. Well, I really appreciate you sitting down with us today. It's really, it's, it's really fun to hear everyone's just insightful ideas and the different ways that they approach this. Um, I always love hearing everyone's stories. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is so awesome talking to you guys. And honestly, even seeing my tiny home tours video go live made me feel just so proud of my story. Like you guys gave me another boost of confidence in just this experience. So thank you guys. You're doing amazing. Thank you. (laughs) This episode has been a tiny home tours production. If you're a fan, please rate and review us wherever you listen, share with your friends and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening and see you next time.